Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Wow, we're going to talk about sleep today. Sleep is not just a luxury, it's actually a necessity. Uh, It's just as necessary as food, water, and good friends. And just getting by on six hours nightly might be causing you to gain weight. So if you want more vitality, this is information you're going to need. For many people, getting enough restorative sleep is absolutely the hardest part of living a vitality lifestyle. Now, sleep loss causes all kinds of harm. You've heard about it. Uh, Things like higher risk of type 2 diabetes, higher risk of cardiovascular disease, uh, more memory problems, mood challenges, and much, much more. You know, bottom line, uh, sleep deprivation increases chronic inflammation, and therefore it negatively affects the entire gamut of chronic inflammatory diseases. But today we're going to dial in specifically on how sleep loss prompts weight gain. Now, a long-held false belief that I've had to overcome is that sleeping was a waste of time. Uh, it's so easy to think that sleep takes time away from things that are that are more important and that are much more fun. Uh, so you have to first confront your own belief about sleep. You might have grown up hearing that, oh, you're sleeping too much, you're lazy. So so explore what you really think when you think about getting more sleep. You know, unfortunately, if you're believing a lie, that lie can function as the truth. And even though it's a lie, it negatively impacts your life. So, so that's the first thing to do. Think about what you really believe about getting more sleep. Now, for me, the rigors of dental school sort of trained me to think that sleep didn't really matter. It was more important to make a better grade on a test, to get more lab work done. And uh, so that sort of set the stage for me. Then 10 years later, when our children were little, uh, I didn't want to miss a minute of their childhood. So I started my dental work day really early. I saw my first patient at 7 a.m. So in those days, if intravenous caffeine had been an option, I would have you know, signed up for it because I wanted to sleep even less. I had a, um, an acquaintance that just supposedly needed only five hours of sleep a night, and I was so envious of her. Now, now I know that that wasn't a good thing, but quite naively, uh, I believe that you know, less sleep was better, and that being sleep deprived was nothing more than just a discomfort, and uh, that, and I just needed to have more mental strength to power through it. It never crossed my mind that I was actually harming myself. So once again, what is your belief system about sleep? That's the first thing you have to explore. Now, oddly, uh, a lot of people where the lack of sleep. Uh, as a badge of honor, and especially if they're losing sleep because they uh, like being just so busy, so busy, so busy, and that sort of gives them their significance. So 
you have to think about that too, because uh, so many things that we can wear as badges of honor are really not good and they don't promote vitality. So restorative sleep is really a nutrient that you cannot live without. And is interestingly, uh, or importantly, for sure, consistent restorative sleep has an a direct impact on all your areas of vitality, and especially on weight gain and weight ma- maintenance. Uh, and, and, you know, those two things, weight, weight uh, maintenance affects energy, motivation, and focus, which are all key components of a vitality mindset. So let's talk about the basics of sleep and what happens during sleep. Now, remember, we're, we're designed to spend about a, about a third of our lives asleep. So and we've known that throughout time, people uh, would go to sleep when it got dark, but that's changed. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine recommends that adults get at least seven hours of sleep every single night. Now, seven hours is the bare minimum. Uh, science is proving out our design, and it's easy to to see how much tougher that is these days to actually achieve. I mean, we have electricity. We have 24 hours our access to entertainment, to food delivery. I mean, there's caffeine in lots and lots of delicious forms. So that's why we all need a strategic mindset, a plan to get this refreshing sleep that's so essential to our vitality. So it has to matter. You have to have a plan and you have to... uh, make that plan a priority. So adequate restorative sleep, uh, it affects, you know, the chronic inflammatory diseases, but it also affects how you look. Uh, It affects how much energy you have. It affects your ability to uh, meet life's challenges. Uh, it's, It's a critical component of learning of holding on to memories. Many people who are sleep deprived have a lot of, of uh, brain fog and short-term memory problems. It affects uh, the balance and the release of hormones. And that's sort of what we're going to talk about today in terms of hunger. And it affects uh, the repair and restoration of your muscles and organs. It's very, very important for your immune balance. So your relationships are all impacted by these things and they're impacted by the quality of your sleep. Uh, And it's sleep you need. It's not just rest. Rest is great. Uh, You know, chilling out and not doing anything is super important. But we're going to talk about sleep today. The National Sleep Foundation recommends that quality restorative sleep, the kind that uh, leaves you waking up feeling fully refreshed, involves being asleep for at least 85% of the time that you're in bed. So that and they recommend that you fall asleep within 30 minutes of going to bed. And um, and, that's, and that's tough for people these days. I mean, our brains like to stay awake. awake. And uh, lots of people have trouble, especially these days, because there's so much stress and anxiety in our world. So we're going to talk about that. Another two basic categories of sleep. There's rapid eye movement, which you see is REM, R-E-E-M, and then there's non-rapid eye movement sleep. Now, the rapid eye movement sleep is only 25% ideally of your sleeping time. And that's when your brain is really active uh, in the essential work of learning and maintaining memories. Now, REM sleep is also when you dream. Now, the other 75% of your total sleep includes the, the deep slumber in which your body 
really uh, recovers and gets restored. So during the during a night of restorative sleep, you're going to go through the the stages of sleep, the sleep cycle about five times. So if you awake to go to the bathroom. It's usually between these sleep cycles, and optimally, you're only going to be awake for five or ten minutes um, when you you know get up and then go back to bed. So let's talk about how sleeping too little is associated with weight gain. Now this has been studied and is being studied extensively. It's really super exciting. Uh, it's an it's an area that's getting more and more attention because better sleep is a win-win. I mean, it's pleasurable, it's free, and it has all kinds of benefits. We're learning that it's during this sleeping time that the brain actually uh, sort of cleans itself. So in one sleep loss uh, weight gain study, they looked at women who slept only five hours a night versus women who slept six hours a night. Now, they, this was an interesting study because they looked at uh, these people over 16 years, and they found that the women who slept an average of six hours nightly um, gained less weight than the hour, people who slept only five hours a night. Now, they're both in the danger zone. They're both under the the number of hours, you know, they're both sleep deprived under the number of hours that are healthy. But um, interestingly, they also compared those groups to uh, women who slept an average of seven to eight hours over 16 years. And they found, and you can probably guess it, that uh, both of the groups, the, the five hour a night people, six hour a night uh, people, women specifically, gained more weight than the women who slept an average of seven to eight hours. I mean, it really makes sense, but people don't think about sleep as a weight maintenance or a weight loss strategy. So the key is that the sleep helps your body to maintain a normal balance of appetite hormones. Now, these appetite hormones are leptin and ghrelin. You've probably seen the word leptin, a very straightforward word, L-E-P-T-I-N. And then, uh, but ghrelin is such a, it's a tough word to pronounce. It's G-H-R-E-L-I-N. But it's pronounced grillin, like you're grilling on the barbecue. So leptin and grillin are appetite hormones that are affected by sleep. Now, leptin is the appetite hormone that makes you feel full. It is a key hormone in body weight regulation uh, because it helps you feel satisfied. Now, ghrelin is the appetite hormone that makes you feel hungry. It's also known as the hunger hormone, uh, and it's produced in the stomach, the small intestine, and it signals your brain to eat more. So when you're on a diet, unfortunately, ghrelin levels can increase and actually intensify hunger. Ghrelin makes it harder to lose weight. So it it's so logical to first work on your sleep if you want to lose weight rather than going on some wild diet. Diets don't work. Remember, we talked about that in a previous podcast. Uh, generally, people gain about 11 pounds for every big diet they go on. So so when you sleep poorly or you don't sleep enough, the levels of leptin go down, which makes it difficult to get full, and the levels of ghrelin, the hunger hormone, increase. They go up. Bottom line, when you're not getting adequate restorative sleep, you're going to feel less satisfied. You're going to feel more hungry. Now that's a horrible combo and you can clearly see why less sleep means more weight gain. Who knew? 
That is so wild. But studies and studies and studies are proving it. Also, it's not surprising uh, why these changes in the appetite hormones lead to for food choices and in poor eating habits. I mean, researchers have shown this, that when men and women who are at a healthy weight are sleep deprived, then they actually eat several hundred more calories a day than when they're allowed to get good sleep. Now, you know, short sleeping leads to more high fat foods, empty calorie snacks, and, uh, you know, high sugary beverages. I mean, we've all experienced this. I mean, I certainly have. I think about when I'm when I'm uh, so tired, I think subconsciously we think that we're going to get back our energy by eating something. And it's always easier to grab something that's uh, a drive through, a high, you know, a snack food. It's not like you're going to take time to fix a really uh, nutrient dense food. You can experience this. Uh, I've experienced this, especially like on a plane flight, you know, getting off the plane, I'm dying of hunger in the first uh, thing I see is what I want to eat. So, you know, armed with this knowledge uh, from the science and even from my experience in wellness coaching, uh, getting better sleep is the place to start when you want to lose weight. I mean, it's the place to start if you want more vitality. It's so basic. So, so I want to leave you with some strategies for getting a better night's sleep. Uh, firstly, though, I want to address obstructive sleep apnea uh, before I move on to simpler strategies. Uh, if you ever wonder, if you even wonder if you have sleep apnea, go get it checked out. Now, obstructive sleep apnea is a disorder in which a person stops breathing momentarily during sleep uh, because the upper airway collapses. Now, this oxygen deprivation uh, causes non-restful sleep. I mean, you can imagine you're not getting oxygen, so you're not sleeping well. You're waking up all night, and it sets you up for all kinds of chronic health problems, including you know, type 2 diabetes, uh, cardiovascular problems, and uh, it's very, very dangerous. I mean, people can die of sleep apnea. So you want to you wanna get that checked out. Loud snoring, morning headaches, uh, daytime sleepiness. You know, if you wake up with a dry mouth, these are all signs of obstructive sleep apnea. So, so I wanted to get that out of the way. Now let's talk about some uh, simple strategies. And a surprisingly simple strategy to get better sleep uh, is to expose yourself to morning sunlight. So... When you get up in the morning, open your blinds, allow the sunshine in, and uh, and just enjoy it. Or, or if you have time, take a walk outside. Don't wear your sunglasses early in the morning and let that sunshine get into your eyes. It's going to stimulate uh, your brain. It's going to help you get better sleep later. It helps reset uh, your circadian cycle. You want to get your body back into a good, healthy circadian cycle. So then when it starts to get dark outside, let it start getting darker inside. I know that this is not possible every single night, but when you can, it's really going to help you. Uh, you know, avoid, you want to start, uh, if it's, you know, the darker gets outside, you want to start turning the lights down inside and you want to start avoid, you know, late at night, avoid your electronic devices, uh, get your bedroom as dark as possible. You might need to get blackout shades. Uh, if you get up in the night, use a low illumination nightlight or a, a kind of a weak flashlight to help you find your way uh, to the bathroom and back. You know, keep your bedroom really cool. This is going to help you sleep better. A cool room 
will, uh, it's amazing. You'll get much sounder sleep. Experts recommend dialing down the temperature to like 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, being active during the day is another way to help you sleep better at night. Now, it is best to exercise at least three hours away from when you want to go to sleep because working out can wake you up. So try to time it. That's tough if you're working, uh, but know that that you need to have that gap. Also, monitor your caffeine and alcohol intake. This is easy for you to do. You can sort of keep a sleep log and and record what you've done. Because sleep is so important, it's worth taking the time to keep a sleep log. The caffeine after about 3 o'clock p.m., uh, will hinder most the sleep of most people, and maybe earlier. For me, it's like noonish. Now there are, you know, there's the rare people that can drink coffee all day long and still sleep soundly. My dad was one of those people, but uh, I'm absolutely not. Now alcohol will make you sleepy, but it actually hinders the quality of your sleep and will cause you to wake up sooner and more often. You're not going to get as uh, high high quality sleep with alcohol. Now my last tip is probably the most important and uh and the most neglected. It's for getting good sleep it's super important to take time to relax and you know turn down your brain at least a couple of hours before you want to go to sleep. Now this is a biggie these days. You know don't watch the news at bedtime. Uh get off of social media. Get off of online news sources. Take time to you know, download your thoughts, your worries, your concerns. I mean, you might need to get a journal. It really, really will help you sleep if you if you turn those things off and then write down any of your, your concerns in a journal and close it. It's almost like your brain says, okay, I can let that go and I can rest. You also want to avoid difficult conversations at bedtime. You know, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And there's a reason for that. Um, Another thing that will help you sleep well is to enjoy a a hobby, a relaxing, relaxing hobby that might be art, it might be reading, it might be, you know, knitting. Um, It's not wasting time to let your brain gear down. You spend some time in prayer. That always uh, helps me to relax and download my brain. Another thing you can do is to take an Epsom salts bath. Epsom salt is actually uh, magnesium sulfate, and your skin will absorb this relaxing magnesium and aid your sleep. So having a sleep routine is a key to vitality. It is the place to start for weight management. Uh, it affects your mood, it impacts your relationships, and it's easily, easily overlooked. Now, remember, our bodies are merely our relationship vehicles, and relationships are what really matters in this life. You know, love God, love people. That's what Jesus said when he was asked about, you know, which law was the most important out of, you know, over 600 laws. If you're wanting to lose weight, if you're wanting to improve the relationships in your life, to have fewer problems with chronic inflammatory illnesses. Uh, Look for restorative sleep. I mean, it's going to balance your appetite hormones. It's going to help you in so many ways. Uh, 
the normal in our world is to have a sleep deficit. Normal in our world is to be sleep deprived, but we don't want to be normal. We want to have we want to have a vitality mindset. We want to feel the best we can. Remember, remember what normal is. Normal is dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, and totally stressed out. Normal people are not getting enough sleep. So let's not be normal. Let's live with vitality. Thank you for joining me today for episode 17 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple. Uh, I thank you. I just thank you for taking time to uh, to listen. Uh, please subscribe and share because of you. We're now in 21 countries. That's so exciting. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about how fear impacts immunity. Blessings until then.